Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Welcome to Season 16 of Executive Presence Morsels. And hope you're having a fun 2022 so far. You know what's not fun? Stress, right? I haven't met many people who said, stress is really fun. I want more stress. Well, today we're going to try to be a little more nuanced about that. And this week, we're really going to talk about stress and leadership and how the two can interact and, and try to expand our minds in terms of how we view stress as well as uh, more adaptive ways to deal with it. I owe a huge debt of gratitude for a lot of the content this week from a fabulous book that I read, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, called Hijacked by Your Brain by Dr. Julian Ford and John Wartman. Um, I'm going to try to remember to write a book review on my website, and there's a link uh, in the podcast notes that you can get to that, and um, also a link to the book if you're interested in buying it uh, yourself. So today we're going to talk about the role of stress in our lives. Now, being a leader, whether you have the title or not, or even just a de facto leader on a team or in a family or neighborhood, can be stressful, right? Everyone's kind of looking to you for answers. They're bringing you problems. You feel the weight of responsibility. And the interesting thing is, if you're not feeling some stress, you're probably not pushing the limits of your ability. Now, I don't mean to say you should always be stressed or you should seek stress. It's more, I'm saying that there's a certain level of stress that shows that you're really pushing your limits and going to do as much as possible for that role. Now, when you go beyond that and the stress never goes away, then we get to the level of chronic stress, which you don't want, um, which is debilitating and can actually hinder your health and performance because it stays with you even when the requirement of the thing that you have to do is gone, the stress remains. Now, those of you who know me know I love metaphors. I'm not a huge sports person, but I'm going to use a sort of sports metaphor on this one. Let's think about downhill skiing and the challenge involved in downhill skiing. And I'm not a winter sports guy. My wife is, uh, I think she's a boarder, um, but I'm not really a winter sports guy uh, you know, snowboarding or skiing, but let's use the uh, metaphor of downhill skiing and how they have the different um, colors and symbols for how difficult the run is down the hill. Now, green or blue, depending on where you are, circles or squares, are the more easy, uh, you know, uh, routes. And then double or triple Black diamonds, those are like extreme expertise is required. You could run into a tree, fall off the mountain. You could seriously hurt yourself. Now, imagine you are an expert training for the Olympics and you only ski the green or blue slopes, right? You could do those in your sleep. If that's how you train for the Olympics, you may say this is obvious, you will not be encountering the stress necessary to sharpen the skills technique, and mental state so you can compete at the highest level in, you know, one to four years, whenever the next level is. 
So it's not that we should seek out stress. It's that when we're performing at a high level and giving ourselves that opportunity to grow, we're naturally going to experience some stress and be right on that edge of what we can handle and a little bit more. So we're really pushing ourselves and we're learning to do more than we could the other day because especially in a competitive environment, if you're not doing it, others are doing it. So staying still um, really seems more like falling behind rather than just playing it safe. Now, I mentioned this before, what we want to avoid, though, and what we'll talk about more in the next episodes is how to handle stress in an adaptive way so it doesn't become chronic stress, which is maladaptive. And once again, the, the wonderful book that I read that um, gave a lot of the content that we're going to talk about is Hijacked by Your Brain by Dr. Julian Ford and John Wartman. So what I'd like you to do this week is consider how do you perceive the role of stress in your life? Is it always a villain or always a hero or is it sometimes both? Consider what life would be like if you had no stress at all, nothing to strive for, to overcome or deal with. Would that really be the utopia fantasy state that we sometimes think it would be or would it actually be something much, much less desirable. In our next episode, we'll take a closer look at why we have stress in our lives, its role, and how the way we deal with it is so, so important. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. Have you ever shared a great idea only to be ignored or have someone else take the credit? Why do some people consistently seem to advance faster? Have you ever implemented performance feedback and expected things to change? only to have a new hurdle placed in front of you? I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. After years of coaching clients and while writing my book, Unlock Your Executive Presence, I discovered executive presence is the key to unlocking your career. But what is it? How do you get it? And can it be taught? In my online course, Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma, we explore how executive presence works. You may be surprised to learn as was I, that it has nothing to do with what you say, do, or wear. Most courses fail because they only teach you how to copy executive presence. We'll start off by revealing how it actually works, which is based on how you make people feel. Next, we'll explore the six degrees of executive presence, which will help you generate it on demand. Finally, we'll cover how to make your authenticity an asset power of introverts and generating executive presence in virtual meetings. If you are a high potential professional with the skills to advance, but who is struggling to get the right attention, then this course is for you. The first module is free, so join us today on udemy.com so you can be seen, be heard, and be elevated.
Hi, it's Joe, the Connection Counselor, and welcome back to Stress Week, Season 16. We're talking about stress, and today we're going to talk about the alarm uh, that our stress sort of serves a role as. And again, um, a lot of this great content uh, was shared originally by Hijacked by Your Brain by Dr. Julian Ford and John Wartman. Now, if you live in a densely packed neighborhood, like, you know, where there are apartment buildings or the houses are close together, like in our neighborhood, or if you remember the time where, you know, you used to go to the office and there were a whole bunch of cars either on the street or in your company's parking lot, most of us have the experience of someone's car alarm going off, right? Beep, beep, beep. And everyone's like, oh, God, someone tell that person to turn the car alarm off and chick, chick. maybe they turn it off right away or... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.